listening to Tales of Us All, a show about human stories and fantasy worlds. I'm Olivia Carson. And I'm Spencer Carson. Join us as we dive into the world's greatest fantasy sagas through thought, discussion, and analysis in order to learn more about what makes us human. finally recording it. I'm so excited. I can't remember if we started with the Tales of a Soul and then dropped the the. It would kind of be like the Facebook. No, see. It would just drop off eventually. It doesn't sound quite as abrupt as the Facebook, but that doesn't, whatever. If we start talking about Facebook, I'll start talking about how I, it doesn't matter. Let's stay on track. Yeah, we'll keep on track. (laughs) This is not a podcast about Facebook, believe it or not. This is a podcast where we are going to read fantasy books. We're going to read fantasy books. We're and read, maybe, you know, we might pepper in a little science fiction. A little bit of sci-fi in there. Olivia's not as keen on sci-fi, well, but I think we'll find some... I'll come around. We'll find some similar themes to what we're going for, which is, I think we both believe, and I think a lot of people believe that no matter how bizarre and grand in scope these series get, storytelling at its core comes from a very human place. It comes from, like wandering bards in the olden mm-hmm. days, if that was a real thing or if it's just a fantasy trope. I like trope. to believe it was. Who knows? If anyone out there is a historian, chime in. I feel like storytelling is, is kind of what we've done always, whether it's telling stories to better understand the world around us, whether it's telling stories to better understand ourselves, both as individuals, you know, parables, fables. Legends. Legends, myths, it all comes down to really like how we perceive the world around us, but more importantly, how we perceive ourselves. I think even like tales of the old pantheon of, mm-hmm. of the Greek gods was very much, it comes from like a human place and it, yeah. it's, it's us analyzing ourselves and, and what we feel. Well, first we're married. Yes. We I'm, should say that. Yeah, we're not I'm, like siblings or something. I'm Spencer Carson. I'm a man. I'm Olivia Carson. We're married. We're married. We're doing this podcast together because we're both big fantasy nerds and big readers. Big time. And people who love to get lost in otherworldly adventures. Let's go ahead and explore the human condition through the grandiose settings of fantasy. And especially with books where you get behind the eyes of these heroes that we follow and really understand their thought process. And we realize that Despite all the things that they might be dealing with in their worlds, whether it's dragons or magic or dark lords or uh, wars, whatever it might be. Gods, demons. Gods, demons, floods. (laughs) They are, you know, they're like us. Absolutely. They're a lot like us. And I think another part of this of this idea of storytelling coming from a very human place is going to be talking about maybe what was the author's mindset during this? Totally. You know, I've read some books that I, one in particular that I know the author wrote uh, during a time of great grief in his life mm-hmm. after his father had passed away. And it, it really bleeds through. You know, if you think about the author as simply a person, you can really see, I think a lot of where their storytelling has come from. Mm -hmm. You see what's important to them. And so I think a part of analyzing fantasy uh, is going to be also talking about the author a little bit. Like, what what do we think their mindset was when they wrote this particular passage or this particular book? So, Olivia, tell us a little bit about your introduction to fantasy. I was first intrigued by fantasy. My dad was reading Harry Potter to me growing up, and he would do the voice of Hagrid, and I'm like, look... I'm into this. Full <laughs> full tilt. I'm here for this. 
I love the magic. I love the wand wielding. I loved the relationships between muggles and wizards. In fact, my socks right now say muggle born as, as much as I wish I weren't. I'm still waiting for my letter. Unlike me. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I graduated a long time ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> aced my newts, all that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, hopefully one of our children will uh, get that letter and I can live vicariously through them. Um, <laughs> and then I started playing RuneScape, and that was probably the nerdiest thing I've ever done. Love RuneScape. Do not say that's the nerdiest thing you've ever done. You well, play Dungeons we, & Dragons. Yeah, okay. we're in a Dungeons & Dragons party. You're nerdier because you're our DM, so... Well, so so by default, the DM is the nerdiest Anywho, person at the table? I'll tell you what I love about fantasy. <laughs> I mean, I agree what, with that statement, but... Sh- got it. <laughs> and what keeps me coming back every time, I there's just been no other genre that really I'm so gravitated toward. And I think it's because of kind of what I said before. There's magic, there's creatures, there's... Otherworldly forces. You can tell I'm in a very specific realm of fantasy right now that I'm thinking of. But despite everything that surrounds these characters, they're not unlike us. And they do experience a lot of the same inner thought and process that we do in a world that is very normal. So especially growing up, it was really, you know, it was it was really deep to be pulled into the story through all of the elements of fantasy, you know, the tensions between different races and different classes and their political landscapes, but realizing that a lot of the questions that they dwell on and spend their energy on remain the same as what we experience here. Tell me how you got into fantasy. Is that the right way to pose this question? I think so. I think it works. Okay. Uh, So I would definitely consider myself uh, not an expert by any means, but I have a lot of... Damn near close. I have a lot of experience dancing about in the realms of fantasy, okay? Uh, Lovely man. Magic and whimsy are my best friends. (laughs) And uh, I would actually say that originally my love for kind of the fantastical uh, goes back to Star Wars and watching those movies as a kid, which Mm -hmm. I know technically is science fiction. But it's, I mean, it's fantasy. The the storytelling. Yeah, they, they use a lot of fantasy ideas in there. And from there, you know, my dad actually read me the Harry Potter books too. Would he do Hagrid's voice? He would do all the voices. And I specifically remember being outraged when the movies came out and Hermione's name was not pronounced Hermione. <laughs> Hermione? <laughs> Hermione. Um, God, what in the <laughs> hell? That name is so ugly. Look. Everyone. Is Hermione even... It's it's a strange name. It's not a name I've ever heard anyway. So forgive us uh, if we were not immediately able to pronounce it right. We can just be like Grop and call her Hermie. Hermie. See, that works. Hermes. Hermes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so after Harry Potter, uh, I, about middle school age, I was spending all of my free time in the library. Mm-hmm. Like... Any second I could get to be reading a book, I was just devouring it. And I found that as I was reading more and more books, uh, we had this thing called AR reading in school. And the only test I ever failed What does for AR a book, stand for? Uh, advanced reading. Accelerated reading. Accelerated reading. I don't even remember. So the only test I ever failed was Tom Sawyer. And that's when I realized that that kind of book was not for me. I needed something a little bit more grand and a little bit more uh, 
different than what the real world is. So I think originally fantasy was a form of escapism for me. Yes. Okay, you summed it up perfectly. That is so what I was trying to say earlier. But God, this medium is just not strong for me. But we are here anyway, and we are pushing boundaries. We're doing things. escapism. Yeah. I really like the way that you put that. And I think that as I've grown older, so like the first fantasy series that I really dug my teeth into was the uh, Shannara series mm-hmm. uh, by an author named Terry Brooks. And, you know, the first, the first book was really criticized as basically being the Fellowship of the Ring copy and pasted. But once we got a little further down and Terry Brooks, I think, kind of found his, his niche in it, that series really drew to me. So I would read that series every year. Once a year, I would always read the Shannara series. And my love for fantasy just grew from there. I wasn't allowed to watch the Lord of the Rings movies until my 10th birthday, at which point I got so frightened at the lake scene outside of the Mines of Moria that sure. I, had, I had to go to bed. That, that <laughs> ten- a scary one. That tentacle monster in the water just really got to me. Was it worth waiting 10 years to see? 100%. I mean, Lord of the Rings is obviously, it's classic fantasy. You know, Love and, it. and while the movies may be something entirely different from the books, they are fantastic no in their own right. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think as I grew older, I viewed fantasy less as a form of escapism. I don't think I really realized the things that I love about storytelling now as an adult until I was an adult. This idea of everything being very vulnerable and human, even though originally it was an escapism thing for me. It was these fantastic worlds, these big ideas that I couldn't fully wrap my mind around. And now I find myself preferring those stories that tend to wax a little more philosophical, that kind of uh, muse on the nature of what it is to be human. And that's really what I loved as the driving idea behind this podcast. Right. It's kind of the common thread among all these stories. Absolutely. To quote Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recreation, fantasy stories or Game of Thrones in this context tell human stories in a fantasy world. They're human stories in a fantasy world. They would never cancel Game of Thrones. It's a crossover hit. (laughs) And he's right. He's absolutely right. Um, By the way, be warned, this show has the risk of devolving into us quoting our favorite comedy shows over and over. We won't let that overtake the subject matter, though. We'll try. We're promising to you now in this moment. Uh, As this podcast continues and develops... We'll be reading many different books. Yes, many different books, many different series. And each episode, we will dive into a story and we'll break it down chapter by chapter. One or two chapters per episode, uh, really just digging into uh, this, this lens that we're talking about, this vision through kind of human stories in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll Definitely. keep going back to that, I know. Uh, Well, it's a good way to sum it up. It's kind of the elevator pitch of the pod. And we're trying to really draw those human stories out of the fantasy settings. Because sometimes I think it's really easy to get lost in a fantastical setting. um, And to just kind of wander away from from that core of humanity. Which some people prefer, Mm -hmm. you know? Some people prefer fantasy as a form of escapism rather than a, a way to analyze ourselves. And... That's acceptable, too. Yeah. You know, consume your media how you want. Get out of a story what you want. That's the beauty of a story is we all kind of draw what we want from it. But specifically, we definitely want to analyze those, those aspects. 
through analysis and critical reading and discussion. Discussion, lots of discussion. We really look forward to breaking down our favorite stories and really uncovering the essence of what it means to be a human. (laughs) Yeah. The human experience. We'd really like to get you guys as listeners involved. And I would really love it, like I said, if you guys want to read along with us, that would be awesome. And then feel free to send us questions about the the chapters we read. Give us your take. If we get people involved in participating, we can uh, maybe feature someone's hot take of the week or something. Uh, So we do have an email address. We're getting real official. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's talesofusall at gmail.com. Yes, talesofusall at gmail.com. And that is tales, T-A-L-E-S, not tail, T-A-I-L. Tail. Just, just in case. I, I think that was obvious, but you never know. I hope that they have seen the cover art and they've seen how it's spelled. A very good point. But just in case. Just in case. So yeah, let's let's talk about the book. And this is the part that I'm very excited for because this year I discovered what has now become my favorite fantasy series of all time. Like the best. Prime. Like it's like it was written specifically for me because this is exactly what I wanted to get out of a fantasy series at the age of 26. I had a moment where I thought about the fact that I'm 26. Saying it out loud is always a little weird. So uh, old. They say once you're 25, you're 30. So <laughs> you're basically there. Basically. So the first book that we're going to be reading is from a series, a 10 book series with some spinoffs and stuff as well, uh, called Malazan Book of the Fallen. There uh, it is. It's written by an author named Steven Erickson. Uh, the first book is called Gardens of the Moon. So between now and episode one, uh, head to your library, head to your local bookstore. uh, Head to your Kindle. Half price books is what I do. That or Audible. I love audiobooks. Uh, But anyway. Audible, not sponsored. No. But maybe one day? Maybe someday. We can dream, right? Hashtag goals, manifesting? Let's manifest it. Next episode, I really want to dig into just immediately jump into the reading. And the dissecting. So I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about the author. His name is Steven Erickson. Rather, that is his his pen name, his pseudonym, his if you will. His nom de plume. Nom de plume, if, if we want to get classy with it. So classy. Uh, he was born Steve Rune London. L-U-N-D-I-N. Okay, that name is cooler. I have to say Rune as a middle name is badass. He was originally trained as an archaeologist and an anthropologist. So to me, what that says is when this man writes a civilization, uh, he's doing it from a a decent knowledge base, I guess, of, of how ancient civilizations worked, how kind of these sweeping rises and falls happen through the history of a civilization. Uh, Gardens of the Moon was published in 1999, but the Malazan world was around a lot longer than that. Back in the 80s, Steven Erickson and his good friend Ian Cam Esselmont played tabletop games together. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. And they found that Dungeons and Dragons felt very restrictive to them. Uh, The same races that you see in all fantasy, the same classes, these archetypes, these tropes that are so common throughout post-Tolkienian fantasy, this kind of groundwork that I don't know if he created it or if he just made it popular. So they moved on to another RPG system called GU RPG system. Uh, Basically, 
I don't remember what it stands for. You can look up if you want to. And so they created this whole world and this whole uh, system of magic and system of rules and gods and ascendants and and people uh, just over a long time. They they talked this story out. Uh, and in the early 90s, they set out to write a movie script called Gardens of the Moon. Okay. Um, and it was not received well. Uh, I don't it was think, a bust? Yes. I don't think in the early 90s, studios were looking to make fantasy movies. Lord of the Rings hadn't happened yet. Game of Thrones hadn't happened yet. It wasn't... It was much more of a niche audience. So they wrote a book instead. Uh, rather, Erickson wrote a book instead and shopped that around for a long time. I believe he wrote Gardens of the Moon in 92, 93, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was not published until 1999. So a lot of thought went into this series before he ever released the book. And I think it really shows because when they start the book, they just drop you in the middle of it. And it already feels like a fleshed out world. But no more spoilers. I don't want to tell you guys more about the book. Right. So I'm very excited. Like I said, it's my favorite fantasy series of all time. Uh, Spencer's stoked to dive into I'm, this. I'm so excited. I've literally, I'm on my second uh, listen through of the books since January. Yeah. <laughs> if you want any idea how long it took for us to get this podcast off the ground, just for things like fear and all the rest. Anxiety. Anxiety. We love that. You know, we talked about getting this podcast started and we both started reading Gardens of the Moon together, which is the first in the series. And Spencer is now almost complete with the series for his second read through. So I'm on the second to last book. He also blazed through the books, but we also took a while to get to this place. So yes. um, applause all around, I guess, for overcoming fear. Yeah. And yeah. for being a fast reader. Well, and for synthesizing and being an even better podcast host. I yeah. will catch up. Well, I think you're <laughs> going to be an excellent podcast host. And I think what's going to be really fun is myself, who has a lot of knowledge of this series, like way too much. I think that combined with your being a first-time reader with this book series is going to give us two really excellent perspectives on it. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Because there will be some stuff that happens in Gardens of the Moon that I'm like, oh, you know, they, this <laughs> is something that happens like seven books later. and Spoiler alert. It might not make sense at all. <laughs> so uh, I'm very excited for that. It's an excellent book, 100% fantastic. Please, 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 between now and our first episode. Yeah. Just give it a give it a give it a borrow from your library. Pick it up for like two fifty from Half Price Books. Let me tell you this, and we're not sponsored by Half Price Books. I'll get that. No. <laughs> this is not a hashtag ad, but I went to Half Price Books to buy Gardens of the Moon specifically for this podcast. I bought a paperback so we could kind of tear it apart, dog ear it, highlight it, and uh, it's a signed copy. Here's I, what it says. I bought Can it for two fifty. Please read it because it's very fascinating. Whoever this person is, they sold this book. It says, to Neil, thanks for being such a wonderful guest. And then it sounds like it says, my... Anytime. Oh. I, it looked like it said, my fire. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Erickson. fire. Stephen Erickson, we love your handwriting. Cheers. And then um, his signature is very circular. It's, yes. And I looked it up. It is his signature. So I, sure don't, think, I don't think this is fake. Random little tidbit, so this head on authentic. out to Half Price Books. Yeah. You might just find a treasure. Well, all books are treasures. All books are treasures. 
Well, Spencer, what can we expect from this pod in the future? When are new episodes dropping? Hmm. We never even talked about this. We didn't. So you're making, you are calling the shots right now. You guys are hearing right now the birth of our schedule. Uh, <laughs> I think, so currently it is December, what, 16th? Yeah, it's close to Christmas. Okay, it's December 16th. Uh, so we're going to put this little trailer out for you guys. It's turned into probably, once we had it down, like a 15, 20-minute trailer. Let's hope. Let's Fingers hope. crossed. Uh, so I would say immediately, let's let's commit to immediately after the new year, releasing episode one. On what day? Let's look at the calendar, shall we? Let me pull up my calendar. Do Sundays work? I think Sundays would be a good day to publish. So let's say... Sunday, January 5th, uh, episode one of Tales of Us All comes out. Because this is episode zero. Or point five, Whatever you want to call it. 0.0. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're really excited, I think, to, to kind of share our thoughts with you and also to hear your thoughts. Again, we would love to have uh, some audience participation. So... Tales of us all at gmail.com. Questions, concerns, suggestions for books to read, any of that. We also just like to hear the sound of our own voice. Yes. So thanks a lot, guys. Signing off. First we're, episode. We're not going to say signing off every time, are no. we? No. <laughs>